Welcome to Mom Special 2, a podcast that celebrates the special needs mother. My name is Annika and I will be your host on the show. If you haven't done so yet, please follow us on Instagram or visit our own webpage at momspecial2.com. Thank you for being here with me today. In our very first episode, I interview my husband and special needs dad, Nikos. We have a candid conversation about what life is like as a special needs family. Nikos also shares his worries, favorite experiences, and offers support for new special needs parents. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Nico. Thank you for having me. Why don't you go ahead and tell all of our listeners, who you are, and give a bit of your background, where you grew up, and what life was like as a child. Yes, okay, great. Yes, uh, um, currently I'm uh, 45 years old, and I was uh, born and raised in Greece. Uh, my parents and my, the majority of my family live in Greece, and I have uh, my parents still around, and I have a younger sister named Pepe. So uh, growing up, you know, we, uh, in Greece, I had the opportunity, first of all, to go out in Greece a lot, and uh, we travel also in Europe. And I spent most of my summers in the Greek islands, which was a very pleasant experience for me. Greece is, uh, you know, the family, it's a family-oriented community, society, so there's very close family ties. And uh, most of my, you know, growing up, my life was simple and relaxing, I'd say. Currently, as you said, uh, I'm living and working in Hong Kong, and uh, you know I have a beautiful wife, and, and I have uh, also two beautiful daughters, Electra, which is five year, five and a half years old, and uh, Calypso, which is uh, one and a half years old. So let's yes. let's go to the time. So Electra is our child who has Mosaic Down syndrome, and we found out at birth. Actually, it was about 16 hours after she was born. It was the next morning. Um, we overheard the doctor telling her, telling the nurse that, you know, speaking about Down syndrome. And so we weren't actually even told to our faces. We actually overheard that. And, um, you know, I know this was a traumatic experience for me and my husband and I have talked about his experience as well. So maybe you can share with our listeners, what was it like for you learning about Electra's diagnosis? And what what worries and fears came up for you? Yes, as as, as you mentioned, um, actually the electro diagnosis came to us in two stages. You know, the, the first uh, stage was, uh, as you mentioned, the, the, the day, the first day after the birth, uh, when we we're in the hospital, and the doctor uh, mentioned about this species he has. So at that point, we were like totally shocked because we were not prepared for um, the diagnosis because we, there was no any indication in the, in the, during the pregnancy that the uh, Electra can have this, uh, this condition. And uh, so it was, the, it was a first shock and then we waited for the actual blood uh, analysis to verify that, that came after, I think, three weeks. And uh, then, you know, then when you get the diagnosis, then you uh, start the, the process of um, trying to understand what's, uh, you know, the, what's the situation and try, first of all, to accept it and, you know, to understand what you're dealing with. Uh, 
Um, I think the you know the most important the most I mean for me one another thing that is key for us in our family development is that uh, when we have the diagnosis I was um, I was working in Greece and uh, you and uh, Electra were in the US so it was a, a from distance uh, a situation that uh, was altogether very difficult to for us to to you know to communicate in a proper ways but. Uh, I think one thing that I remember that we we always did our best to stay close as much as we can and to face this uh, challenge and uh, uh, because effective, effective communication and understanding through the you know family members and especially uh, uh, husband and wife is essential. So those is my you know the, the things I remember for the first uh, first experience we have with Electra. Did you and feel uh, you asked me? Yeah, sorry. Yes, go ahead. Did, did you feel as alone? Did you feel alone through it though? Because I can, I can remember that even though you know I came home after I was at the doctor's office, and I remember I wrote your dad, and let him know, you know, and he was sure Electra was going to be fine, you know, and she is fine, you know. But I, I remember I wrote him in, in the parking lot, and I remember I came home, and my mom went out, and she came home, and she brought me two lily, uh, were they, I think they were, no, an orchid, a very small orchid. And she just came in the room and put it on next to the bed and then she left. And, you know, it didn't matter who was around me. I think even if you had been here, I would have, I just felt really lonely during that time. Did you feel like that too? Yeah. I think because, you know, this uh, situation is unexpected and, uh, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's rare for people to deal with a, a case like that, but most of the people you have around, even your, you know, your uh, close family members, they don't really know what to say. I mean, uh, even for, uh, you know, the parents or, you know, your, if you have you know, sisters and brothers and even the partners, because you don't really, you are not really prepared or you don't have this experience before in most cases. You don't really know what you say. So there is this, the first day is this isolation, as you mentioned, that you, you know, everybody's close to himself and try to digest what happened and how to accept it and how we move forward. So I think the first days, yes, there was a lot of loneliness, I think, for each individual. And then I think going ahead, we, you know, we start building up um, a common understanding and go ahead with more strength. Yeah, I think what's... We also got to know, because you weren't around Electra the first five months, because you were in Greece and then we met in Hong Kong, because that's where we moved afterwards. And I, you know, I was with her every day, so I got to build a relationship with her. So she was Electra to me. She wasn't just, you know, this child with Down syndrome. And I think, you know, moving through that stage, but I can tell you that I felt the isolation and the loneliness for about 18 months. It took me a while, and it, I think it just took me you know also being a new mother and there were a lot of other factors there as well but it's interesting to hear your perspective on that time so thank you for that okay. and can you continue on and share what worries or fears did you have when you found out about Electra's diagnosis and and maybe share how it's changed a bit since she's five and a half now yeah I mean um, you know this uh, as you say as I told you you know, we are not prepared, so the first thing that you're facing is this uh, lack of awareness, so you don't know what to expect. So certainly one of the, one of the key concerns you have is what 
life will look for Electra. And I mean, starting from, you know, the first years of your life, what the, the, you know, how we're going to, to be developed, what will be her, um, you know, her areas that she, need, she will need support. And of course, as a parent, at, at that point, you feel responsible to do the best, whatever your kid, uh, you know, whatever your, your kid's challenges. As a parent, you, you, you need to provide the best uh, support to your kid. So for me, also, this was, the, the, I think, the first, uh, the first uh, concerns I have, how can, we can help Electra to have the best possible life. And of course, one, one of the key concerns you have is if Electra is going to be accepted from, first of all, from your family members and if your families, if your family and close friends will be supported. And of course, the overall inclusion of, of her in the society as a, you know, as a toddler, as an adult. And um, yes, another thing that we have to mention here, I think we're talking about, uh, you know, relationship. I think also one of the th things that you, that you, I was reading at the initial uh, stage when I was trying, I was, you know, looking at the internet and trying to find information about, uh, about uh, Electra's condition. One of the things you came across a lot is about um, in the community of Down syndrome, that a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, people took, take the, take divorce or uh, the relationship get worse after a, a diagnosis like that because uh, you know there maybe there is no strong ties in the relationship. So one of the things that uh, I was also put a lot of focus, and I think uh, you did the same, is about our relationship as well, like. Um, to be sure that uh, it remains strong, and because you need each other to walk this path, and uh, it will be a big mistake to you know to separate yourself, and uh, you know take uh, you know take different paths because uh, I think it's very important to stay together and stay strong. What what is your favorite part of you know being a special needs dad and also just being a father of these two girls? Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, I mean, uh, one of the things that um, we learn through Electra is to appreciate uh, individual moments because, you know, every achievement is special for us because, you know, we, we try to see how she develops and every milestone, everything she achieved was very, very exciting for us to see that Electra can, you know, can develop uh, in her way she develop. And uh, I think this is one of you know things that I, I really enjoyed. Um, also, you you learn through you know I will learn through Electra to somehow focus on the individual rather than you know what is social accepted or what is the you know what is good generally for kids. So you because you try to to understand your kid uh, uh, as an individual and see the strengths and weaknesses. So you have a more focus to the individual, which I think it's something that uh, we need to do because I think we, we, sometimes we challenge a lot about how uh, the kids must done, you know, this. They have to, you know, learn piano or they have to learn three languages. But and then you get in this uh, mode about how oh, my kid needs to follow, you know, what is a social acceptable or, uh, you know, what what is expected. But with the special needs kids, I think you because you focus on both weakness and strength. 
we understand the individual better, I think it's something that we, we have to learn for ourselves as well, even if we are special needs or not. And um, also, as you mentioned, Electra make us make the family relationship stronger and more meaningful. Because uh, again, it's about, um, you know, Electra, first of all, Electra is, you know, is a, most of the time she's a happy, strong, shining girl. And by looking at that and looking about uh, looking at her, I think, uh, and not only us, everybody in the family, I think, gets more excited and more uh, more uh, positive about life. I think this is uh, the thing that I think it's, uh, I value more. I value more being uh, especially that. No, I can, I can definitely agree with you on that, and it's so nice to hear you say. I've definitely seen that your parents and you know, my mother and, or even, you know, even my siblings too, I've seen them. I don't, I don't know if change is the word, but there, there's a difference, you know, in the, when you see them when they're around her and she does bring something special. Um, looking back, what support do you think you needed that you didn't get? Yeah, I think, I think a big gap in, uh, you know, in, in the medical system or in uh, you know an overall uh, um, child development system, we left the we left I think the hospital without any guidance what we need to do. So I think okay there was some advice to go to you know to do the blood test or uh, meet a specialist about uh, genetics and stuff like that. But I think the the issue with specialists is broader. It's not like only you know genetics and uh, you know analysis of uh, chromosome is more about like you know, uh, psychological support or um, like kids development support so I, do, I don't think we had a lot of that I think it was like we left in a way that uh, we, we will sort it out by looking around by asking people which I think was uh, um, something that creates this this gap creates um, a danger for you to go to the internet and start like you know go all over this place and you're lost in uh, in the you know thousands of entry, entries that you'll find that are some of them are helpful but some of them are uh, also misguide you so I think this specialized support system that parents have I think it's something that um, I, I didn't see it so I, I think it's a I think we need more of that. I was trying to think if there was, did you have like one particular guy friend that you could call and, or even a, a close girlfriend that you could call and talk to about, you know, the things that were going on, hmm. the worries or the fears? I, I don't, I don't remember. Did you? Was there anyone? No, I don't think, I, don't, I, don't think, I think, I think we, 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 everything we learn, we learn through doing. I don't think it was a, Okay, we, we find on on the path we find people that uh, had similar experience or uh, medical profession that have more better approach than the others. But uh, there was no guidance. We just look around and uh, you know identify resources, read, and uh, you know go meet people. And uh, but there was no someone to take. I mean, I think going out of the hospital to take. Okay, this is what you need to do. This is what uh, you need to do the next one year. This is what you need to do the next uh, two years. All the things that we uh, find out 
about uh, the steps we need to follow in order to support Letha, we'll lend them through the internet or through... Yeah. Uh, I, I remember that I went and saw the geneticist when Electra was about six weeks old. The hospital sent me to see her and she helped me to understand that, you know, what Electra's life was most likely going to look like and when we would know you know kind of how much of an independent life she was going to have you know and some of the milestones what, what we wanted to look for but what I left there I remember thinking I hope Electra hits these milestones I hope you know and I remember it, it was helpful to have kind of like a path and at the same time it's still such an unknown you know I remember just holding my breath for every milestone and you know, just feeling so anxious all the time about, you know, if, if we were doing enough. And, um, and that's why I believe that I had the isolation through the 18 months, because I, it wasn't until I really found a few friends that had children with Down syndrome that were around my age. And, you know, we had similar interests, and I feel like I could really hang out with them and watch them with their kids and, and see that this was no big deal and that everything was going to be fine and i remember with you that you, you know, i remember you being on google and you know finding information and because you didn't really know what down syndrome was did you when, when yeah when the, kind of yeah but i i didn't have people in my close or close uh, environment or people uh, in the school i didn't have uh, you know personal experience and I, I, I knew what it was but i, I didn't have like understanding exactly what how these people behave and what is the, the expectation so i was uh, yeah I don't, I, yeah i don't think i ever yeah. saw one person with down syndrome when i and i lived in greece but then again and i do notice people with down syndrome because i've always felt connected to people with down syndrome and i've volunteered for organizations mm. you know in my 20s so i don't rem i don't recall you know because i know that i see a lot of i'm here in california now and i see a lot of kids with different abilities around it seems mm. to be maybe it's a different time or maybe it's i think it's a, how, how every society has different levels of inclusion yeah. so the more inclusive the society is the more visibility have with kids like that if there is no inclusive society i think these kids they have the tendency to stay in a close uh, family environment so if you don't have a family you know member or someone that you know that uh, has this kind of uh, has this kind of condition you don't interact on a daily you know activities or where you are at work or at school you don't uh, it's not so common that's i think the reason uh, you don't see a lot of increases maybe the levels of inclusion as as not as high as in the us interesting well, thank you for sharing that nico our last question what advice do you have for dads that are new to the special needs club Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not sure if I'm in my position to give advice, but uh, from my experience, I think uh, the most important uh, advice I can give is uh, talk, right? Share your experience, share your feeling. And um, the reason I'm saying that, because through talking and through sharing how you feel, you get across people that they can help. Sometimes the opposite is happen, but give the opportunity that people that maybe can open their heart to you or they can open their own experience or maybe they have an advice from their own life. And I think this was very useful for me that I, I, I met people that uh, 
they they give me the opportunity to understand better how I can face this uh, this experience on on a better ways. Mm. And also another thing, like from my personal experience, you know, I was you know I was uh, the working father, so I was uh, missed a lot of the. The first years, you know, all the therapies and all the activities that Electra was involved, and uh, to you know, to go to uh, you know doctors or therapists, and uh, I think if I, I if I do it again, I will um, I will maybe uh, want to want to be involved more. Uh, for us, you know, it was a challenging period because we have just moved to Hong Kong. It was a new job for me, so I I tried. I was not able to take a lot of hours off but uh, if I do it again I will do that and I will be involved in the process of uh, Electra's um, therapies and activities more because th- th- then you have the opportunity also to 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 meet other special need uh, parents and also to talk with the doctor and the therapist and understand better uh, your kids uh, your kids needs and development and but I have to also say that again, the the, the relationship with uh, we have together. I mean, the, the relationship with your spouse is very important because because you will you uh, you are doing all that um, job and uh, you have to. Uh, we had a good quality communication. Though, though 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 I was not present, I learned through you how that felt. So. I think this is the my main advice. Just share your experience and also try to get involved with your uh, Down syndrome community, Down syndrome experience, and be more active with your involvement. And also stay close with your partner. If you are not involved, stay close with your partner in order to to participate again, even from distance, but to understand better uh, how this experience development, how you can support them better. Thank you, Nico. I remember that you would call me and tell me that, you know, you would thank me for all the work that I was doing with Electra. And, you know, when you said something like that, I remember I would, when, you know, when it, when it seemed like a lot, all the appointments and the therapies and the doctors and whatnot, it, it, it helped me to keep going. So I think the encouragement is really, really important. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and for being my very first guest on this podcast. You know, it was interesting to hear, you know, more of your side of the story and how things were for you. So thank you for being open and sharing about that. And ladies, until next time, you take good care of yourselves and we'll see you for episode two. Good night. Thank you again for spending your time with us today. Be sure to check out my interview with Krista Tavon in episode number two. Krista shares how we can take better care of ourselves and our families using essential oils and various other self-care practices. This is definitely an episode that you don't want to miss. See you there.